Welcome to the Eat Sleep Chelsea Repeat pod. On today's pod, we're going to look at a crazy day of outgoings at the club. I think we're calling it Wacky Wednesday. Um, we're going to chat about Christopher and Cuckoo, our new sign-in. Um, we're going to have an update on the never-ending Mesa Mount saga. And we're going to discuss if we still need a striker after Nicholas Jackson's arrival. Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my brother Craig and our good friend Brady. Welcome back, Craig. Thank you very much. I'm not actually back in the country, but I'm back on the pod. And yeah, looking forward to it. Still, uh, still pulling the slots down in Vegas. <laughs> hoping, for a, hoping the penny slots will pay off soon yeah if you uh you bought you paid paid for a new studio yet mate escr hq we need we need, <laughs> we, need we need an upgrade i'm saving up all right lovely nice um well there's no better place to start i think at the moment than outgoings and i think on the pod last week we felt we, we recorded it um on monday and i think it was only on the wednesday that suddenly it all just started to come through. It was absolutely crazy. So on Wednesday, we lost Havertz, Kovacic, Koulibaly, Mendy, Kanti, Ziyech. What a day. Wow. Men down. The clear out has begun. Yeah. I mean, it's... Fabrizio Romano said, that, you know, that Chelsea did incredible work of our goings. Chris and I on the last pod, Craig, I don't know if you, um, you listen, I'm sure you listen, but there was 19, yeah, 19 names possibly going. And seven are already gone. There's only yeah. one last week. So if we go at this rate, we'll be done in two weeks. So yeah, it's, it's incredible business and uh, obviously fortunate timing, you could say, with the PIF or the PIF emergence and us having a bloated squad to sell to that region of the world. But um, yeah, incredible. I, th- I think the board have really prioritised, that's the, the info that's being leaked, is that they've really prioritised the outgoings. They really want to get the squad trimmed and sorted before they start really attacking the signings that they're going to make. Caicedo's kind of going on in the background, but apart from that, they're really just focused on, on getting these guys all sorted, finding a home for, for some of these players. Um, there's still obviously a few to go, a few that stand out, like Lukaku being one of them, uh, maybe being slightly more challenging, but you know, these players all have to be sorted. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's important that we do trim the squad. It's one of the big issues from last season, we know, was way too many players, too many people to pick from, lots of people don't play, causes all sorts of problems. So super, super important. And I, I'm, I'm really liking our style and our approach to it. And obviously this um, partnership, we'll call it, with Saudi is paying off very nicely. Some good money as well, I think. Yeah, I think just totting it up in the total, there was it's about hundred. We actually, do you know how much we got for Koulibaly and Mendy together? For, um, for, I, th- I thought Mendy today was the fee was released was eighteen. Yeah, and Koulibaly apparently is about twenty two minutes, forty million for those two. Incredible business. That's amazing. I mean, I do think I do think that's a, for Mendy especially. It's not a bad deal for for a pretty good goalkeeper. I mean the. Fair enough. If you're playing a style where you're going to be in possession a lot and he's going to have the ball, maybe it's for you a bit. Then you know maybe that's not the the one for you. But in terms of a shot stopper, I think he's a really really good goalkeeper and certainly uh, a fantastic pickup for for a Saudi team. Uh, so I, I I don't know if I'd say uh, you know fantastic. So the the biggest one for me is Kulabali because his wages were were really high and he's on a five year deal. 
or four years yeah. left on his deal. So that was a great coup for us because you get rid of his wages and you get a fee for a player who was probably a lot worse than what we thought he was going to be. So yeah, that that was a definitely a good good sell for us. Yeah, I've been tweeting yeah, exactly. about we've tweeted about Koulibaly on our uh, Twitter account and. I don't think we were ever going to get rid of him to like a almost a normal club, but a club who isn't offering ridiculous wages because he was on so much money. I mean, I think he had the slippers on, 300k a week, living in London. I think he wanted to fight for his place, even though it was pretty clear that he wasn't going to be merely anywhere near the first team, and we didn't have European football. So it it's just been like really good timing to just get. I mean, I think Mendy we could have sold, but Kudabali, I think you know, into Milan we're looking for a loan as they seem to love to do. Um, but that was it, really. There wasn't really much interest, and um, so yeah, it was. It's a really good time in, and yeah, fantastic money for these players. I think, especially when they're over thirty as well. Yeah, I think we totaled it up, and the the money we've received so far, one hundred thirty-two million for player yeah. sales so far this this window. And, and that's just fantastic. And you've also got, I think, I think it's well over north of a million off the uh, wages a week. I mean, Cantos and three hundred, mm. and three hundred, Mendy, not much, but probably. Probably looking at it, you're probably looking at just north of a million pounds a week off the books. I mean, incredible, really. So, yeah. um, oh, Havertz uh, was what's he, 250? Yeah, maybe, maybe more, maybe 1.3. So, you're probably looking at like 60, 70 million pounds off, off the books for, for on a yearly basis. I mean, we always think about the fees, so you, you don't often think about the wages. You know, these are the things that eat into the club, uh, financially, you know, week on week. So, um, to get those off the books and for the squad to probably not be weakening too much, it could be an argument, obviously, for Havertz, maybe a little bit, but um, it's, it's, it's fantastic. I don't think there's much of an argument for Havertz. I think Kovacic is obviously the, the most important player we've lost. Oh, yeah, I mean, Craig, we should probably talk about it. I mean, I Havertz has left the club quite a big deal. You weren't here to talk about him last week. What's your take on his exit, especially to Arsenal? Well, I, I, I've heard a lot of things about what Havertz is going to be at Arsenal. They're talking about midfield roles or second striker or you know a lot of different things I, I just don't think Havertz is a good enough player to be playing at a top club and you know plenty of players have gone on to prove people wrong about their ability looking and you've got to remember Kai Havertz is still a very young player but yeah I can't see it with Kai at all and, and I think getting 60 million from Arsenal for him I mean are you yeah it's, I, good money. it's a good deal I'm a bit flabbergasted, to be honest, that they've spent that amount of money on yeah, him. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we obviously, when you're looking back at our fee that we paid for him, 80 million, you're thinking, what an absolute waste of money. So to get 60 million for him, I mean, yeah, you can't... Uh, selling to rivals, I've never been fussed about that either. But, you know, obviously that is a, a downside that if he flourishes, you're obviously making someone who you're competing with stronger. But yeah, I mean, the, there is no downside to this deal apart from that. I think it stands out for me that he, for me, he still wouldn't be in their first 11, personally. Um, so to spend 65 million on a play, I don't think he's going to break up their attacking unit, which is so set. Um, I think, I think uh, Arsenal have done a really good job of planning their signings. They have a pathway for them to get into the team. And, and oh, yeah, I agree you know, they've got a great idea of what they're going to do with these players. So yeah. uh, I'm interested to see what, what happens with him. But yeah. Uh, also, I'm interested to see the, the fan reception for someone like him. When they come, when he comes back to Chelsea, wonder. If, I think it'll uh, be. I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be pretty mixed. I, I mean, what, what do you think, Chris? Do you think he'll get booed or? Mm, I think it's a bit of a. I think because of the Champions League winning goal, I think there's always be a bit of a, a soft spot for him. I don't think. I don't think he'll get booed. I also don't. I agree with Brady. I probably won't be playing I mean, or starting but... potentially. So it's a. It's a bit of a weird one. He, he never really. 
he hasn't done enough to get booed, but I, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a mess. I think he might get a few boos, but I don't think people are that. Bothered we're not. We're not doing terms at the moment, but if we were, it'd be a tepid reception, wouldn't it? It'd be like, you know, a little, yeah. little polite clap, and then off you go. A bit like a Wimbledon clap, tennis, a little clap, next next point. That's nothing. Not yeah, he, I don't think he'll be, he's not hated. I actually think, was thinking about this the other day, I, I thought if Mason Mount left, because of all the drama surrounding him, I actually thought that he would get booed if he came back. Um, Absolutely, yeah. In, in the United shirt, but yeah, I, I don't think Havertz... Uh, I don't think Havertz. I, I mean, I if think Havertz would... like cups his ears to the fans and does all that, then that. But I can't really see him doing that. I think he'd be a pretty respectful player, and I think he's quite a nice lad, Kai. To be honest, yeah, yeah. And and Kovacic obviously will get a great reception. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because uh, um, yeah, I think with Cover, it's you lose it in, but to be honest, you lose into someone who isn't probably bad to say this as a Chelsea fan at the moment, and Chris is probably gonna rattle me for this I don't think City are a direct rival for us at the moment so and I don't think Hover massively massively improves them I think he maybe stabilises them fills in for them but it'd be worse if he went to an Arsenal or a uh, Manchester United or um, a Tottenham or something like that competing with us or a Newcastle or something like that so um, yeah all the best to Cover, and I think he deserves the move and good for him really yeah yeah what do we think of obviously Mendy going and the predicament that might put us in with Kepa being number one. Craig, obviously, you weren't here last week. What are your well, thoughts on Kepa? There's rumours flying around now that we're interested in Costa. splashing out on a number one, potentially. 75 million. Diego um, Costa, right? Diego yeah. Costa. The Diego. new Diego Costa. Yeah, um, yeah. Diego Oscar Regen, but this the other end of so the I was a bit surprised by the reports that, that Kepa was, was favoured as, as number one, potentially by Posh. Uh, I don't think that that's a very good idea. Obviously, I'm not a big Kepa fan, uh, but also I can understand goalkeepers specifically are a position that you you definitely need to get right. So if the, the one that they want isn't available or doesn't want to come this year or wants to wait for Champions League football or something, I do think, you know, Kepa, you can fill in at a below average level for us for a season. But yeah, I, I think if you're looking to make strides as a team, you, you can't have Kepa in goal. So, um, yeah, spending 75 million. If we can get all these sales done, and maybe that's what they're thinking, if they can literally get rid of Lukaku's 300k a week, and maybe even get a fee from him from Saudi, um, Pulisic, uh, Gallagher, if these guys, Ruben Loftus Cheek, these guys all go now on top of the 132 million, maybe they can say, look, we'll give a go with with Brozier, Jackson, and Nkunku up top, but maybe add a goalkeeper instead of a striker this year. I would say if they're going to spend that much on a goalkeeper, you would think they'd go for Anana because I know Chris is a big fan of Anana and, you know, Chelsea, it looked like he could have gone for 60 million euros. So, um, yeah, we'll wait and see. One, one of the strange things, I think, is obviously in, I should check, March, Bettinelli, Bettinelli has got his contract extended till 2026. So, if you're Slalina, I don't know... Well, I don't how think the plan, you, how, how I feel about that. The plan for Salina is not to to back up someone at Chelsea. He's going to go out on loan. Uh, he's listed on our squad depth in blue, which means that he's uh, likely to leave on loan. I, I think Championship loan potentially for him. I think he's he's probably done enough to get at least a League One loan and maybe a Championship loan. Um, I would like him to play in English football, and you know the the main thing for him is to get experience and, and to play. And to you know, as a very young goalkeeper, that that's that's key. You, you can't be sitting on the bench. So the reason they've extended Bettinelli is, yeah, he's a guy that just sits on the bench, right? 
Well, do you want him and Kepper on the bench? And that's quite a lot of. I don't do need think two other goalkeepers. Goalie. Well, that's what we had this season. I think if I they think. sign. Well, goalie, we had too many players this season, right? That's that's one of the issues. I mean, every team has three goalkeepers. Everyone, I mean, City have got Scott Carter. I mean, better than any is basically Rob Green. I mean, he's just there to lift the trophy. You won't, you won't get a minute. He's there for vibes. He's there for, you know, keeping. <laughs> It's like that Roy Keane joke for England, like you know, what is he doing behind the scenes? It's just, it's just basically, it's just, it's just there to play cards and play vibes and, and keep the morale up. That's all he's there for. So, <laughs> Selena, I think, will be there. You can't have a Selena as a number three. He's a number two, or you put him on loan. Simple as that. You can't. It's no point in him having a number three, just training all the time and not getting minutes. So he's either in a development squad, out on loan, or he's pushing for a starting spot. That's what he got to do with his ability, I think. So, better than he just is what he is. Just you know, he's on probably on very low wages. It's just a backup, really. So it's just pretty standard to have a third goalkeeper in that sense, I think. Yeah, I'm interested to see what they do in midfield as well. Obviously, looking at the the squad depth, really, really thin in midfield. Mm. Um, Gallagher potentially leaving as well. Ruben likely to leave, I would say. Right now, we have Enzo in midfield. Now, we're assuming that we're going to play 4-2-3-1, but there's other formations that we could play, but most of them that I think Posh has played historically have had three midfielders. Now, there is obviously rumours that Mount's going to stay as well, but right now, assuming that Loftus-Cheap goes, we've got Enzo, Gallagher and Mount in midfield. Chukwamenka maybe might stay. Santos maybe might stay, but we're not looking great in that position. I think, yeah, we need to see the incomings. I know it's uh, the Caicedo... Interest is very strong, and I think they also talked about Lavia as well. So I think they're quite keen to get two midfielders in by the looks of things. So I guess we're going to see how that plays out with um, sort of maybe once July hits and the international transfer window opens as well. I think the main position that I think we're going to be weak. I mean, we're going to talk about Mason Mount later in the saga, ongoing saga. But um, the, the, the position I think weak is, is number ten, especially if they're going to use Nkuku. Um, in, in Kunku, sorry, for I did it in Kunku before Craig was going to go at me about the pronunciation. Before we, if we use him in a nine, you've basically got Carney in a ten. I don't think that's good enough. So I think there's that. Um, I think there's the Ajax like Kudus within and uh, uh, the other guy Vega within. Uh, but yeah. names names that don't really massively jump off a page at you, to be honest. Um, a little bit like the Nicholas Jackson deal. So I do think we need a ten. I'd love a player like James Madison in there personally. Uh, just need a bit more depth up there, I think. But um, yeah, I think Craig's right. I mean, if, if we're looking at a fantasy midfield where Casado's in and we get all these players and Lavia and whatnot, that's great. But if, at the moment, it is. I agree. It's looking very thin in midfield until we actually get these players in. There is a chance that we don't play a ten, right? If we play a yeah, four we three, play f- three, well, four two 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 as well. Yeah, means you just play two up top, and maybe yeah, that I- suits Nkuku quite well as well. Yeah, I think if they don't address that position. That is what they'll do. I, d- I don't know how flexible Posh is going to be with uh, with formations, whether he's going to try and put the same one out every week or, or change it up a little bit. But yeah, I mean, it's it definitely midfield depth is an issue and something that needs to be addressed in, in all areas. I think just to finish on the outgoings, obviously um, Aspil Equator, I think he's agreed yeah, personal terms with a couple of clubs yeah. now. So he'll just get a pick of who he wants to go to and I think the club are going to pay him off. So. Um, it's uh, good, good, good for him. I think to leave, yeah. right decision, right time, and uh, a Chelsea legend, as we spoke about before. I mean, looking at looking at it now, I think we're going to have twelve out the door because there's quite a few who are looking imminent. I think Lukaku. Well, we, we haven't even addressed uh, a couple of uh, the 
of other red names like Pulisic, for example, is one that we talked about a bit briefly earlier on, actually before the podcast started. But um, you know, potentially being linked with Leon or Crystal Palace as well for for Pulisic. Um, Callum Hudson Odoi is another one. Trevor Chalaber has been linked strongly with Inter. Um, also, a couple of you know names that are at the bottom of the the depth chart, as you were, like Ampadu and Malang Sar. Um, yeah, these players haven't been addressed yet. Have they come back from loan? They must come back from their loan. I've actually heard that we're going to get a fee for Ampadu because I thought we we I thought we'd release him. I thought he's in of his contract, but he's had so many bad loans, um, Ethan. That, um, I think he deserves just to be let go. A little bit like Bakayoko, just stop loaning him out every year. He's not going to get in the team. Just let him progress in his career. And apparently, we could get a twelve million fee for him. So again, wow. just r- r- ringing in the money. And uh, you got to say that. However, they're doing the business in what, whatever, with whatever part of the world they're doing well. And we all, I mean, we were all petrified if they were actually going to clear the squad. I think at the start of summer, in time for the preseason training. But it looks like, you know, they're not going to have like Ziyech. They're not going to have Ziyech and uh, Kudabadi and Mendy, like you know, not going to preseason training because they're gone. So it's looking like we're going to have a that thinner squad that we want by the time preseason rolls around. So yes, it's uh, it should be good for Posh to walk into when he walks into the job in a week's time. Yeah, it's a week till we uh, till we kick things off, isn't it? And he starts officially on the first of July. Um, one player who will be there who wasn't there previously, um, who we did have a pre-contract agreement with, is Christopher Nkuku, who has joined Chelsea. I don't think he's actually been allocated a shirt number. Um, I know he's wearing um, 18 for Leipzig, but I don't... He's, he's waiting he's... For, for Pulisic to vacate the, the 10 I don't, I don't think you have to wait for it. Just take it off him. Just... Well, he was pictured in, he's pictured in the uh, old kit as well, which isn't ideal. It'd be good to get the kit and the sponsor sorted at some point. 95 or something and then just give him a 10. But, Can you imagine yeah. how busy these guys are at board level, getting all these transfers done, these outs sorted, and then trying to sign players and you're trying to negotiate a... A shirt sponsorship deal, get the kit sorted. I mean, it must be absolute chaos at the at the top level at Chelsea right now. Yeah, I mean, that's why they get paid the big bucks, mate. Yeah, we're looking for a sponsor. Like, we should be sponsored by Red Bull because they must be on the Red Bull and the coffee or something to be. They must be not getting much sleep. Just constant outgoings. And I want to get. <laughs> we, we haven't put our uh, we haven't put our bid in to sponsor the kit. Have we? So I can out some some details, but stand by Chelsea. Chelsea repeat. On the front, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that'll look good. We need, uh, we need a logo upgrade if we're going to get on the front of the Chelsea shirt. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Probably have to start paying a subscription and stuff. <laughs> we could have like a we could have like a circle with Havertz in it, like a goal, and the ball just going wide. Um, what do we think of Nkuku? What's the uh, what's the feeling on him? Is this going to be uh, another banger from the Bundesliga? <laughs> like we've seen before with Havertz and Werner, or is this going to be? I'm uh, actually quite excited about. Um, Nkunku. I think that he can offer a lot at the top end of the pitch, especially in the two striker um, setup. I think him playing sort of slightly off someone. I mean, people talk about seeing Havertz in that position. I mean, Nkunku is exactly the profile of player that I would like to see in that position. You know, very technical, very skillful, can counter as well if we're going to play sort of a deeper style. He's obviously very used to that sort of style playing at Leipzig as well, where they like to counter attack with. Um, him and Timo this season but um, yeah I, I I do think of all the signings we've made over the past year and in a bit since Clear Lake took over I, I think I'm most excited about him I think he yeah. has the biggest 
biggest ceiling of of, of players that can come in. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm looking. I think he to can. It. I think he can beat a man with the ball, which might yeah. be a massive upgrade on Havertz. Yeah, I was listening to CFC Central and the London Blue Pod, and they, they did a fantastic one-hour breakdown. And he called him Felix on steroids. I mean, basically, he's got the flicks and the tricks, but he's also got the end product. The main thing that they spoke about was a few things: is retention, ball retention in tight spaces, which is really important in the Premiership. Well, something that Havertz lacked, uh, other players have lacked: retaining the ball and not losing it. And also, essentially, he's just a better. His, his chance conversion is a lot better. I mean, the main issue with obviously Kai Havertz, but which who would be compared to because of the league he came from, is his finishing, right? So, I think with Nkunku, the only thing we've got to be careful of is where we're going to use him. I think the problem is, is unless we get a really good, if you lose him in the nine, I am concerned about unless we play the two up front, which I think could work well with Jackson. We'll talk about that a little bit later because Jackson was actually a wide forward until recently. Um, so they could actually combine pretty well and play off each other. But um, yeah, I mean, he got a goal and assist every 86 minutes last uh, last year in the Bundesliga. And, you know, they were talk, talking on the pod. There probably needs to be a met, some sort of met, uh, metric for what that means in the Premiership in terms of goals and assists. But um, yeah, I'm very excited about him. And he he's coming the back door a little bit. I mean, some people might have forgotten about him for a little while that he was coming in. But he's here now and um, his intro video was really nice. So yeah, um, looking forward to it. So he's come for a quite a substantial fee as well I mean maybe yeah. not in today's money but 50 million is a, 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 an amount of money that there are expectations set at that price so it's going to be a, interesting to see how he I guess adapts it's going to be something he won't know. I guess he doesn't really know what he's walking into in a way as well because we, we don't know what Poch is going to do um, there's not exactly like walking into like City or, or Arsenal or Liverpool where maybe their styles are kind of already set we don't really have one set yet. So, yeah, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see how he's used. But I quite, I quite like him. I think he looks quite kind of low centre of gravity, seems to be able to move past people, which I really like. Um, and I think he's going to have a good shot on him as well. He looks like he can hit the ball quite hard, which is something that I've really... Yeah, that's great. Two-footed, which is really good. Um, we, need, we need someone to bang the ball in the net. This, yeah, is, this yeah. is such yeah, a big thing different. for us. I mean, CFC, CFC Central and uh, London's Blue, they were really bigging him up. And then at the end, they said, you know, they, they, they were asked how many goals and assists that he'll get in the, in, the, in the Premier League next season. And they only said 12. And I thought that was a bit conservative. So what do you think, boys? What do you think? Geez, so I'm always a bit optimistic with uh, these ones, giving Madueco 20 and whatnot. But what, what, what do you boys think in terms of um, what would you be happy with for goal G slash A? Uh, for Nkunku next season, in, just in the league, just to say he doesn't get injured. Craig, I'd be I'd, I'd be happy with twenty, um, but I think my expectancy level is is higher for him. Yeah, I agree. I, think, I, think I, I was a super super conservative person. I think uh, Pythagoras in Boots, who does great videos on YouTube breaking down players, said he would be stunned if he didn't get fifteen goals in the Premier League next season. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with that. Fifteen goals, but all comps or just Prem? No, no Premier League. Wow, so we haven't had anyone hit those heights since Abraham left. No, we haven't. That's quite a big... It'd be, it'd, be, it'd be weird to see. I think 15 GAs would be my, like... Okay. That would be amazing to see again. So. It's the ultimate ESCR. Chris being quite uh, neutral and uh, balanced, and me and Craig, like, yeah, he's going to get 30 goals. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, no one's ever really done that for us. So no. it's, it's quite... It'd be impossible to think someone could walk in. Maybe they will. He's going to be my FPL team, definitely. Uh, just uh, 
Stick him in there. We've got, good, we've got good fixtures at the start of the season. We might do a little FPL ESCR league next year, maybe for a bit of fun. He's definitely going to be in my team. We've got good first few fixtures. Probably only, well, probably won't be priced very much, so he'll be in there for the sweat, definitely. One of the things I like about him, from what I've seen, is he seems to attract the ball a lot, and he seems to be quite central around a lot of the attacks. So I think that could be quite good for us to kind of play, as I sort of mentioned before about people who are not that, that good at this, play the ball through him and let him, you know, move with the ball and almost give him a free roll. But to do that, you still need someone in the box. So I'd be curious to see if he was going to play as the only striker. I think that would be, that would be like Jesus at Arsenal. That requires a considerable amount of skill um, and talent and stuff. So if he is going to do that, it would be really interesting to see how he matches up in that area. Is he that tall? No, he's not short. Yeah, so like on his own up front, I don't know. It's, rough. it's pretty rough in the Prem. Yeah, so. he, uh, he said in his interview with, with Chelsea TV that he, his position was striker. That's what he said. So it'd be interesting to see what, what, what ends up happening with him. My only concern is, I mean, obviously, none of us are a massive fan of Havertz, and we're going to have to look for some new content now he's not here because it is like half the pod that we talk about Kai. But <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I think we did misuse Havertz quite a bit sometimes. I think we flogged a dead horse of him at, number, uh, at Force 9. Um, if you look at Dortmund at home last season, where he played in the inside uh, 10 on the right, he was much better in that first leg and uh, in second leg, sorry. Um, I do think that with Christopher, we need to make sure that we're utilising him in the right way, and we we're putting you know we're not putting square pegs in square pegs in round holes that like we sometimes do with Chelsea just to try to force it. So as long as we can find a position for him that Poch can do that, um, I think he'll be a really good fit. And uh, yeah, really excited about him to be honest. Last person we haven't talked about, so I just want to briefly touch on um, another blue name on the on the squad depth sheet is uh, Lewis Hall. I've put him as likely to leave to lo- on loan. What, what do we think about Lewis Hall? He, he could play a role for us, potentially being the third option at left back, but also chipping in in midfield nah. potentially. What, what, what do we think? I think I think give him a loan. I think he deserves a loan. Um, maybe in the Prem or in the in the in the Championship. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it really. I think I think your question really hinges on whether Mark Kukurea stays at the club. I actually had a really good feeling for Kukurea for some reason on the pot. I don't know why, but he has been linked away a little bit. So. Um, and some podcasts that I've listened to recently and some YouTube tactical stuff says that maybe Kukurea isn't the greatest because you know, Poch likes to use a lot of width um, in these old systems where, you know, they, I think that just suits Chilwell so well. So um, I'm not sure for Lewis. I think if Kukurea leaves, he's just perfect backup. But if Kukurea stays, I think we should give him a loan, really. I heard that Pochettino is going to get a run, run in day one, doing sprints, lots of fitness, so... Chilwell could be out for the season quite, quite early on. <laughs> um, I think Lewis Hall should go. I don't think we need Chilwell and um, Kukurea. It depends if you feel that, and, and this is something that we've discussed before, if you feel that Chilwell and Kukurea are in, interchangeable, which I actually don't think they are. But remember, we do have Martson um, as yeah. well in that position, who, who I think would be a better player to keep if we were going to keep someone. Um, and actually challenge Chilwell to a position, because Martson actually looks pretty good, I think. I I'd be curious to give him more of an opportunity, to be honest with you. But Hall, he's got to go on loan, I think, um, just to get him go, just give him more games. I think he, he deserves to play. He's good enough to play, but he's maybe not good enough to play for us all the time just because of the probably the contractual valuations of a lot of the people who are in this position. 
obviously central midfield is another area that you said we're quite weak on and that is an area he could play so if they're uh, anticipating that he could play there then I think there's obviously more opportunity to get in the team so obviously there's a massive reduction in games so very difficult but yeah it'd be an interesting one I, I would I would be keen to loan him for, for this season just see how he gets on um, I think also just at the left back situation although it's not ideal if we do get an injury crisis you can maybe play Carl Wheel at left back or something like that I mean it's not ideal but um, just something something that City do you know that City play the port or left back sometimes I mean just be more maybe play a box in midfield or something we do have a lot of left footed players so I think for Lewis, uh, I just need to give these players just to. I just think if you're just sitting on the bench after the momentum that you got last season, I think you just need to give him some minutes, really. So for me, it's a loan for me. What I would say is if he did stay, I would be absolutely buzzing because I think he is really, really talented. And, uh, I, 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 think I do think I think he's a good player, but I do think a little bit he was just like the only good player in an awful team for the end of last season. And I do think he's good, but I don't want to overhype him too much personally. I think he's. I just think we need to see alone, see, see go down the levels, come back in and see for me. That's that's my opinion. Fair enough. Um, let's move on to our good friend and longtime Chelsea. Um, employee Mason Mount who now is trying to trigger a move elsewhere potentially based on reports another bid came in for United at 55 I think it was 50 50 50, 50, 50, 50 plus, plus five. 5 yeah 50 plus 5 Chelsea obviously not interested in that um, I think they value him a lot higher than that United don't and they look like it's sort of reached a bit of a sticking point where um, no one wants to move so what do you think well, what's, your in or out? what's your thoughts, Craig? I mean, I'm, we spoke about it a little bit last week. I'm going to comment in a minute. What do you think, Craig? Why have we got you here? I, I, I just wonder what the the situation actually is because we've yeah, seen so right. many media reports saying so many different things now that I just... Usually, these quite a lot of this information is quite reliable in terms of what players are doing, thinking, you know, their camps leak it or whatever or... You know, the you got insiders in the United board and keeping you pretty well posted on actually what's going on. But yeah, it seems to be all over the place. What I would say is that if we can get the contract sorted at a reasonable wage, we we, we shouldn't forget that Mason Mount's a really really good player. Yeah, um, and of of everything that's gone on, you know, him playing as one of the eights with with Enzo and Caicedo as as a DM in a four three three, I think that's really nice. I think that's really, really good. I think Mason Mount as an eight would be perfect. If you're going to play four three three, and then we don't need a ten, and we can play in Kunku, Madueke, and, and Sterling as a as a front three with with Mount and Enzo, and then Caicedo and uh, DM. I think that's really nice. So yeah, if he if he's not going to sign a new contract, I do think we need to deal with it this summer. I wouldn't just keep him um, uh, on this contract and you know hope to sort it out. Obviously, once it gets to January, he can sign for anyone for free. So has to be resolved this summer um, and, and you know if United aren't interested at meeting our valuation of him there'll be other teams that are so yeah. um, you know it's, it's important to not rush it we're only it's only the 25th of June season doesn't begin for another six weeks you know we've, we've got a lot of time to, to sort these issues out and actually the window doesn't shut until the end of August so yeah 
uh, I I would love Mason Mount to stay. I I I don't think I don't believe that he's desperate to force a move out and move to United. I, just knowing Mason a bit from you know his his few years at Chelsea and and just the type of personality he is on the pitch and when you see your interviews, I just can't see him trying to force a move to Manchester United. It's just not something that I, I think that he would try and do. What I think is that his his entourage and and people that agent people that sorting out this contract have had a very bad time interacting with Chelsea about this and he feels let down about that and probably his camp are pretty angry about that and look they're trying to it's good for them if they they get the transfer fee and everything sorted to Manchester United as well so they're thinking that's a pretty good option for them they think that he can get Mason more money as well which I'm sure Mason cares about a lot which is fine um you know it's an important contract for him given his age so yeah, it's a very, very complicated situation. But yeah, I, what it shouldn't be lost behind this is that he's a really good player and that if we keep him, which I hope we do, he'll he'll be a good player for us f- for next season and beyond. What do you I mean, think, Brady? I mean, I had a bit of a weird Saturday night last night. It's very hot in London at the moment. I went to watch that film, The Flash, and it had all these multiverses. And Nathan Gisson came out and said that United had walked away from the deal when Mount was likely to stay. But then... <laughs> But then the captain of the ship came in, Romano came in, and Jake, Ben Jacobs and Steinberger said, no, 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 it's still on. And basically, they're reporting now that, you know, that um, Mount's saying, sell me or I'll go for free next summer. It doesn't sound like there's going to be a new contract for whatever reason, um, whether you put that amount, he's entourage, Chelsea Football Club. And if that's the case, you have to sell him. Um, Poch won't prioritise a player who's definitely leaving at the end of the season the dream scenario, the Hollywood scenario is, you know, that he, he, he gets in the team, he scores a few goals, Poch loves him, you get some fist pumps, maybe he scores against United he taps the Chelsea badge and he signs in January a five year deal I just, it's just, it's, it's Hollywood though I think he's, I think he's probably going to go uh, I think Thomas Kutuko is interested in him from what I've seen on Twitter um, and uh, Craig said, I think there'll be, and I think that Chelsea will go back to the table with United and maybe and maybe get the deal done. It just seems he's like the, at the point of no return a, t- a little bit now, Mason. Not not just with the fans, just with what's gone on. And um, yeah, so that's that's where I'm at with it. I'd love him to stay. I think I think he could actually be used in a ten as well. Craig mentioned about an eight, but he could use be be using the four four two three one and. I think it'd be fantastic in a 10 competing with Nkunku or Nkunku up front. So I don't want to lose him as a player, but it sounds like um, Chelsea have lost him sort of as a person. And I think the one big thing that happened was, I don't know if you remember, we gave him like a one-year extension and we offered him that. And it's quite a high wage, almost like a short-term work contract. And apparently that went down very badly. Um, And it actually made negotiations a lot worse and the situation depreciated even more. So... um, yeah, I think it's not looking good for him to stay. But we do recoup a lot for more money, and I just hope we can replace, not necessarily replace him, but we do need another eight or ten in there for me uh, to come in with him and have us leaving. I think if Mount goes, someone else will come in, or yeah, I do think it's a big hole. I mean, you might laugh at this. I do think losing Mount and Havertz in one summer is quite a big hole to fit to fill, actually. Personally, I know, um, I know that sounds a bit. Mad, but for me, that is. I, so. I do think losing Mount is a big hole to fill. I don't think losing Havertz is a big deal at all. I don't think you, when you look at the squad, there's very little experience left anymore, other than Silver. Very little. I, I don't, I don't think we. I don't think we need that 
I think at all because the thing about Havertz, what was he uh, experience? He, he doesn't deliver. He, he, big game player. He, he, does, he does deliver in big games. He has to deliver in big. You have to give that to Kai. He did. I'm, I'm not going to defend Kai Havertz here. That's not what I'm here to do. But what I'm saying is, we we have a lot. I mean, this this team is going to press because they're young and trust me, they're going to be able to press. So they're going to be able to get that side of the game. But in big games, clutch games, if we're in a top four race. It feels a little bit maybe like Arsenal the year before where they had a lot of young players and they couldn't quite get over the line and then the season after they were good. That's what the Chelsea field team feels like a little bit to me. Loads of ability, but not much experience. I I think there's a big problem at the moment with people have no confidence in the people that we have at the moment. Like there's no big, like you're saying, experienced people who have been there, done that in the squad. But we have spent quite a considerable amount of money on a lot of these people who are supposed to be up and coming and doing well. The problem is we have so many of them, so there isn't that aura of like, oh, don't worry, you know, Drogba's up front or Costa's up front, that kind of thing. But this is kind of like what we were expecting to happen based on what happened last season. It was a big clear-out, complete changing of the guard. And let's be honest, we need people up front who are going to score, and we cannot be trotting out Ziyech, Havertz, Pulisic, Again, like we did this season, it doesn't work, hasn't worked as, on a continuous basis. I know you're talking about Havertz has turned up in big games, but we need people to turn up in all the other games. It's so inconsistent. It's so poor. Like when we're playing all the teams who are sat from about 6th to 20th, those are the results that are bad. Those, if you go through and check all those results and the performances, they're the bad ones. And we were way off it. So we do need to kind of start again a bit. And he was not, he's not delivering. And on Mount, you know, it's, he, he had a really poor season last year. But I think there's, he's a good player. I think we've seen that, we've seen that consistently from him. I don't think but you then, can, like, I think people say he had a, a real, I, he didn't have that, have that much of a form dip for me. I think the whole team had a form dip. I mean, I think you have to just write last season off, really, for a lot of the players. I think, I think Mount, if Mount stayed and got a new contract, I think he'd be a fantastic Chelsea player. I don't think it's the player that's the issue. It's the entourage. It's the saga. I think, it, for me, Mason Mount is a future Chelsea captain, personally. So he already has been the captain. But to lose him, to lose him is is a big blow for me. Huge blow. And you know, you've got. I mean, we've seen the inconsistencies in the players already, and youth breeds inconsistency. And uh, the raw talent wise, we've got a great group, fantastic group, and great. You know. Like Craig says, we've probably got one of the top... I wouldn't say maybe top five scores in the world. Craig thinks probably made top three. But I think we need some more experience. And that's why maybe I'm looking at like a Madison coming in or somebody like that. Someone's got some experience in the Prem. We just keep buying young players, which is good for now. Which is good in the future. But for now, it's not going to maybe bring the results we want next season. If they're going for a long-term project, fine. But I think it's going to be a real patient wait for a lot of these players. Well, I think that's it. If you listen to some of the interviews... A lot of the players are having, you know, when they were out uh, doing all their summer summer holiday stuff they do, the F1 and all that. But they were saying, you know, we're looking, uh, if you hear some of the quotes, because obviously, you know, they're in these conversations about the projects and all this stuff. They say, like, you know, we want to build a team that's going to dominate for a long period of time. I agree with that. And you can't buy that in five seconds, because if you want that, you're going to end up with what United do. And that's buying Casemiro and Ericsson and Varane and all these guys. And that would be great for a couple of years, and then, then what? Then you need to rebuild the whole squad again. So it's it's this is a massive upheaval of everything. And when the dust settles at the end of the transfer window, 
that's when we'll judge it, I think, for incomings, because we haven't even really started that at all. No. That's what I say. But um, I think it. I think there's a lot of noise around Mason Mount about, you know, why is he leaving? Is he betrayed the club? Just put that aside. Put the noise aside. We're losing a great player and that's never good. So, and we're losing him to a rival and he will improve Man United. So, it's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one to take when you actually break it down in terms of the numbers and what he brings us and what he brings off the ball. One of the best off, off the ball players in the world, I think, at that position. So, um, it's going to be... And, the, and in, in a team that where, with a manager who loves that type of player... In terms of off the ball, it's it's a body blow to lose him. I feel one one area of the pitch again when we've brought someone in is the striker position. Uh, Jackson's come in. He's he's looking. He's coming from Villarreal for he's on eight year contract. He's a, you've got another mortgage on him. Um, it was reported today, so he's in it for the, he's in it for the long haul. Um, another problem mortgage. Yeah. Do we do we need another striker? Or is Jackson and Brozier enough within Cuckoo? Again, Craig, I want to come to you first because I don't think you've spoken about Jackson yet in the pod. Yeah, so oh. my, my opinion on Jackson is that they've signed him because he's, he fits the profile of player that they're looking for to add to the squad, but also that he, he was available for an incredibly cheap fee. He had a minimum fee release clause for €35 million, Euros, and that's just great value for him. Lots of teams were sniffing around him. He's probably on the open market, a 50 to 60 million pound player. So I think, you know, Clear Lake as well, you've got to remember, they're coming at it from a financial point of view as well. If you can get a 60 million pound player for 35 million, then, you know, this just makes sense to add him to the squad. And, and on top of that, he fits a lot of the profiles. Potentially, you know, Broyer might struggle to come back from this injury. I do think they will add someone else if they think that Nkunku won't play striker for us, depending on the formation they want to play. If they want to play 4-2-3-1 and they want Nkunku with someone else, I do think that they'll make an effort to sign another striker, um, especially once they get Bamiang and Lukaku off the books. Right now, we've got five centre-forwards on the books, six if you include Nkunku up there. Um, so if you're going to play one striker, then you need to, to get rid of these names first, and I think that's what they're prioritising. We haven't heard any noise about Osserman, Anyone really? Um, no, I think that's I think that's done. I think they've outpriced him, and I think they've got him a new contract. So I, I don't. I think that's a pipe dream for all clubs. I think. Uh, I, I don't think he'll stay at Napoli. I really, really don't. I don't think he wants to stay at Napoli either. But he obviously has a great relationship with the fans there. They've lost their manager. That that's a one-off thing for for Napoli this year. They're not building a team to compete every season at, at the top of Syria. That that was a one-off season for them, and and I think Osterman will will definitely be looking to move, whether it's this summer or next summer. But um, I think if Chelsea manage to get all these um, signings offloaded, and they think about keeping Kepper, I think Osterman makes sense for us. So we'll we'll see. It's definitely one to keep an eye on. Yeah, I like Osterman. I think he's a good rival. I do think we need another striker. I don't think I. It's it's a really unproven attack. I'd say with Jackson and Brozier. Brozier had some good moments last uh, last season, beginning before he was injured. Um, but he wasn't. Um, I don't know. We just haven't seen enough of him, really. Um, I think with Jackson coming in, it sort of puts Brozier's position in a little bit of doubt as well. Um, but you know, we we all think Brozier's a good player. Um, we all think he's. 
he was going to be the sort of second coming of Diego Costa in a way, just of his sort of personality and how he plays. So um, he did score some really good goals. Historically, he had some a good spell at Southampton. I think Jackson, he seems like a kind of guy who's quite similar, actually, in a way. Sort of quite tricky on the ball, good feet. Um, I think he. I think it's it's a tricky, it's a difficult one. I don't think we'll have Jackson, Brozier, and another striker. Uh, if if we do, I think Brozier will probably leave, or Jackson will go on loan. If we're going to bring another striker in, um, I don't see all three of them staying. But I, I think we definitely. W- I would like to see a big name like an Osman come in. I think that would be fantastic for us and gives a real confidence going into next season. I'll be honest, I'm a bit I'm a bit bemused by the Jackson pickup and I know well I've done it why Craig said they bought a player for half his market value. But I you know I love a metaphor. It's just when you go into a shop, just because there's a t shirt at half price doesn't mean you necessarily buy it if it's lower quality. I just think they could have pulled all the money and and maybe they will, but for me that thirty five million could use for a mega bid for an Ossiman or somebody like that, or paying for Martinez from Inter. I just don't at the moment when you look at it. Brozier and Jackson feels like a top 10 attack. I mean, Brozier played for Southampton as will be linked to West Ham. I don't think that's going to be the attack next year. Brozier and Jackson, that that won't be. If they don't sign a strike, it'll be because Nkunku's playing up front. They won't start Brozier and Jackson together as a strike force. I think, well, they have to buy a 10. The ESCR exclusive. Well, they have to buy, yeah, fair, but they have to buy a 10 then because 10 is looking literally dusty. I mean, we have no one. And he, and so it's Carney in a ten, and that's it. I mean, well, Mount, Mount, I think Mount. I, 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 think, I think Mount's gonna be. Yeah, if Mount doesn't, if Mount's gone, then we'll we'll sign a, a ten. Yeah. I think you need to buy a good ten, a Madison. I know I keep saying that name because I want Premiership experience. I want, I, I want, I want us to buy in that ten position personally, not a young gun. I want us to buy a 25, 26 year old player. A lot like that's why the Nkuku buy is so good because he's still young. He's a long contract, but he's got experience. I don't want to be buying a 21, 22-year-old. He might be all right. He's got potential in the 10. We need some safer bets, I think. Because otherwise, other than Sterling, a lot of these players are just pure, raw uh, potential. And that breeds inconsistency. And in a team that already really, really suffers to score goals, we need some sure bets. So um, I just think we need some... Some more experience up there, so we'll see. I hope. I think we do need to buy another striker, but I thought buying Jackson put Brozier's career in a bit of a, a dodgy position, and I wasn't sure about the Jackson signing. To be honest, um, Matt Law said it wasn't a great buy when he spoke to them. London is blue, and I kind of agree. I mean, he could be a great signing, but it just it's a bit a bit of an odd one. I just it looks like we just got, at the moment we've got two backup strikers in terms of, and obviously David Dejavafana and then Lukaku and Bamyang, who will almost definitely go. So. Yeah, it's a bit of a mess up there at the moment. It needs some clarity. I think. I think it's all going to become a little bit clearer once the yeah, uh, yeah. first yeah. first fixture preseason fixture happens and get to see a little bit of formation and structure. And I think that will help yeah. us with yeah. our sheet <laughs> as much as yeah. as much as anything. Um, but yeah, it's it's early days still in the in the window we've had. Well, it hasn't been open that long, but it's been busy, and we've got potentially more. More to go, I think, before more comes in. So I have to keep an eye on all the uh, all the Twitter, all the Twitter updates and notifications, and see um, see who's next. Speaking of Twitter, we just we just passed a thousand followers. Wrap it up. 
Yeah, great stuff. So we're on the road to 5K. So if you like our stuff, we're obviously a new pod developing, but you give us a follow. That would be fantastic. Really appreciate that. Absolutely. All right. We're on to surely the 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 second well Craig, the did you listen of... last week where chris thought it wasn't going to be a pod and then i pulled it out the last minute he was like a kid at christmas yeah yeah, yeah that was good yeah i mean i i, the, I got um babaraman straight away i know yeah. he came from augsburg so yeah i, I mean would... to be honest, if you he were here if you he were here i would have done five questions but with chris i only needed one i knew it would have taken a while <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't know if that was true i guess we've only got your word for it right so to, i'm shouting so, it so in that in that spirit, because we've got the you know the Craig uh, the you know, the quiz Craig guy back, and uh, we've got an incoming. It's name that transfer. About the blues, so you don't lose the beat. A few clues, correct answers only. It is what it is. It's time for the ESCR quiz. Yeah, we're doing some transfer-related quizzes across the summer until the new season comes back. And uh, because Craig's back, who can actually answer the questions, I'm only joking, Chris. Uh, <laughs> a lot of abuse, weirdly. Oh, sorry, mate. So don't abuse the host, I tell you. I get, you edit it as well, so you might stick me up. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be getting it within about two seconds. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've, you've saved me in the past, so I should shut up, really. Um <laughs> We're going to do an incoming, so a player that came from a club to Chelsea, and an outgoing, someone who left Chelsea. So just like last week, I'm going to give you the the two clubs and then just do tidbits of information when you need it. So it's like progressive clues. So is, the same, so is it two different players? Or? It's two or... different players, mate. Mine's okay. eh? two, two quizzes for Chris. He can't believe it. I'm, wow. I'm, I'm, Consider my mind blown. Right, if you take if you take too long, the first one maybe we'll just call it. But anyway, so the first one was Nottingham Forest to Chelsea, and the year was he he moved in two thousand and eleven. Two thousand and eleven, Nottingham Forest to Chelsea. Sorry, sorry, January two thousand and twelve. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, so he came in January from Nottingham Forest. If you need, an, you, you get. I'll give you. I'll tell you what. For each one, you get five quiz token, five clue tokens. I'll give you a clue. So you got five. No tokens yet. No tokens yet. No tokens oh. yet. No tokens yet. You've, you haven't used any yet. Nottingham Forest, Chelsea. Chris is just waiting for Craig to ask. <laughs> I, th- I think this is a goalkeeper. You are incorrect. Oh. Is that a token? That's no, a token. That's, 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 a, that's a paddler. No, no, no. A token is when I give you a clue. Gotcha. All right. Um, he signed on a five-year deal. That's one token. That is, a, that is a very useless token. But... Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, it's a token none the, all the same, mate. So take it or leave it. I would have guessed he was on like a four-year contract, to be fair. 
You want another token? He's another one, yeah. He signed for £1.5 million. God, this is going to be some sort of obscure player there. No, he's a well-known player. You'll know him. Oh, really? Yeah, you'll know him. Not for his Chelsea career, but later on, he's well-known. That's another clue. Well, sorry. Let me know if you want another token. So this this is going to be, Chris, this is going to be a young player that we signed from from Forest for... Oh, this is... uh, this is Patrick Bamford. It's Patrick Bamford. Well done, Craig. Wow. Yeah. Very good. Well done, Craig. This is why I have two. Well done, Patrick Bamford. It's, uh, he signed in uh, two, January 2012 for 1.5 million. 1. 5 million. Didn't actually play any games for the club, unfortunately. Went on, obviously, to have a pretty good career with Leeds and Middlesbrough. And uh, not sure what's going on with him because I think he'd probably stay at Leeds and try and get him back up. But yeah, Patrick Bamford. I, I do remember when we signed him and because one and a half million back then was not like nothing. It's not like the fees now where it's literally like nothing. Yeah. But, you know, we, we were signed a really young player. So like, oh, signed a young player for like over a million. Like this guy could be really good. And then, yeah, he, he did end up playing quite well, I think, for the reserves or the whatever it was back then. Under, under 23s. Maybe. It was amazing. And then he was, was he player, he was player of the championship player of the year at like Borough, I think, or something like that. And then he, he was, was the most intelligent and cultured football, one of the most intelligent and cultured football players uh, ever. Was offered a place at Harvard University. He plays piano, violin, guitar, and saxophone. So I don't think you'd have Joe Cole doing that. So uh, <laughs> well done, Patrick. Right, next one. Should we do another one? Yeah. Joe Cole getting stung. Well, <laughs> anyway, love, love you, Joe. Anyway, outgoing. Someone who left the club. It's, it's not. It's another outgoing. Uh, it was Chelsea to Fenerbahce. Jeremy. No, not Jeremy. Raúl Morales. He's got it already. It's Raúl Morales. Oh, wow. <laughs> This is why I tell you what, when Craig's bit, I've got to step it up. <laughs> there is in a sake. Ten million, twelve to thirteen. I tell you what, mate. I think this is a four day for me. Raul Morales. Just gonna edit that in later. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, I tell you what. Now Craig's back, I'll have to step up my game. We would have been here for half an hour, Chris. But Craig, <laughs> Craig's coming in, he's got it in 30 seconds. So I'm not even at three seconds. So well done, that was the quiz. And uh, back, back to the uh, quiz, quiz questions for me. Well done. Thanks, Brady. Fantastic. And yeah, that was actually really impressive. I didn't know Morales went Fenerbahce. Yeah, there's a few players that have gone to to Turkey actually from us. I think Drogba went as yeah, well. Yeah, he went Galatasaray, I think. Yeah, there's a few, yeah. but there has definitely been a few. To be fair, the Bamford one was the harder one, and you got that really pretty quickly. So well done. Excellent. Yeah, a few minutes. <laughs> right. Well, uh, the transfer clock is ticking. Uh, thanks, guys, for your input today, as always. All right. Uh, even Craig, you, uh, well, I'd say you got up early, but I don't know what time it is where you are. Midday. Midday. Nice. Cool. 
Right, well, thanks, guys. And that's all we've got time for today. We will return next week for more transfer updates. Who knows who will be here and who will be, who will be, yeah, who will be in. But for all the latest news and updates, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at EatSipChelsea and Instagram at EatSipChelseaRepeat. And as always, we hope you're carefree wherever you may be. And thanks for listening.